Dan's Driving Double Feature presents 70s Friends of Frankenstein, episode 46. Minute by minute ish podcast covering Frankenstein 80 and Blackenstein, both from 1973, one Italian, one uh, American. And we are covering, we're going five minutes at a time. We are, in this episode, we're discussing the 66th through 70th minutes of both of these films. We're starting with Frankenstein 80 on this one, then to Blackenstein. And remember that um, Frankenstein 80 at the moment, we're using the German Blu-ray. There is a new Blu-ray coming out soon. Um, and I'm saying this in early March 2023, but I don't know when it's going to be out. So at the moment, we're using the German Blu-ray. And we start 10 seconds in because there's a um, there's a, um, a title card that comes up beforehand. So a card comes up saying saying something about I think that there are inserts throughout the movie from other sources not from the uh, 35 millimeter print and a couple of them in this one when the stripper is being strangled and the blackest time we do that we start 40 seconds into the home video version on the synapse blu-ray boom where do we leave off and Frank said oh yes the um the uh, Dr. Frankenstein is dead. The monster is on the loose. That reporter, Dr. Frankenstein's niece, and all the cops are standing around talking about the mosaic being on the loose. And uh, yeah, li- listen, listen to this. Frankenstein eighty. Frankenstein eighty. Frankenstein eighty. I do like how, for some reason. The screenwriters or whoever felt like the real need to go out of their way to point out that the true monster was Dr. Frankenstein and not the monster itself, which was created against its will and is just doing what it does. And they do say it has, a, what, 40, 36 to 48 hours or so before the brain completely rejects it and it dies. So it is one of those things where, like I said last time, it's like the Incredible Melting Man kind of thing, where if they leave it alone, it'll melt itself away and the problem will be gone. But and how and if they don't leave it alone, they might be able to catch it and, and isolate it, which would be good because people are going to get killed, but it also might be difficult to catch it. So they are going to go after it. We see at the very end, we, we cut from that scene. And it's funny, at the first one of the cops is very much, remember who the true monster is here, Dr. Frankenstein. And then he looks at the niece. Oh, I'm sorry. At first he almost says like, oh, he's trying to just show off, you know, maybe to the gal. But then he's like, oh no, he might have offended her there by saying that her completely crazy uncle or whoever the heck he was um yeah whatever you you know it's 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 funny because it's it's an unneeded bit of scene and um and it's kind of amusing that they felt they had to include it but we do yeah definitely get to know that yes the monster within two about two days will be dead wherever it is the brain will completely reject its body and it will die so they they're going to try to catch it but if they can't it's going to leave bodies in its wake, but it'll be dead. And then the rest of the time, apart from the very end where we see the police inspector, commissioner, the main guy, get in a car and contact the guy who thought he'd be cool by saying the real monster is, who is um, with the other guy in his car, and they're both on their radio saying they're scouting wherever. It's not terribly interesting. The rest of the, the five minutes is spent watching a woman strip on a stage, and um, she's mostly nude when we see her. Most of the time is spent taking her uh, pantyhose or stockings off. And um, she has one of those sort of garter belt kind of things, except it's not around her waist. It's like halfway around her behind, which just looks kind of odd every time you see her behind. It's like there's a strap going across the, you know, um, the, you know, it's like it's like making the cheeks, you know, the, uh, the cleft hill horizon and the strap make it like a big like X or like a big plus sign on her behind. 
Um, I wish she would have taken that off sooner, but she she saved. It's funny she saves that for last, and when she takes that off, the garter belt around her behind, the the audience breaks into applause as if now she's finally completely nude. Like she she wasn't you know she had everything off except the thigh high stockings and the garter belt and that wasn't nude. And then she took off the stockings, still not nude. Get that garter get that belt off now. She's nude. And they applaud, and she immediately wraps a curtain around her area and leaves. As the guy kind of watches her, we get a weird announcement saying, to continue our you know, evening, something like our evening entertainment, Tucson Sam, starring Wild Bill Simon, or something like that. It's, I don't know. It's a, it, it sounds like they're following up the stripper with a, an old, like, 1940s B-Western. That doesn't exist. I look up Tucson Sam, does not exist. But um, there were tons of those B-Westerns. I, I love the concept that, like... This is like a burlesque mixed with uh, we're showing old B-Westerns kind of thing. Everyone we see in the crowd are men. And when we hear the crowd cheer, it sounds like mostly men. I do like the fact that um, we, we see her stripping. And for a time, we don't see any audience or anything. So we see either this is like a stripper rehearsing or this is a young woman who just likes going up on stage and taking off her clothes regardless of whether someone's there or not. But then it cuts to from within the crowd. And it's nice. We're actually sort of like we're like in a seat watching the watching her strip with the crowd and um they're not a very raucous bunch they're very um very respectful until the very end when they do yell out a bit but um i thought it's interesting isn't it like you know i do all this work on all these podcasts i do it it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy and i don't make a dime off of it but if i were attractive woman like that woman i could go up on a stage spend half hour a night taking my clothes off and make tons and tons of money isn't it isn't that weird it's like i'm looking at it, it's like you know i've got i've got audacity running i've got a microphone set up with a filter on it i'm monitoring levels i've got a blu-ray player with frank 80 sitting on it. i've got editors standing by you know all sorts of things going on here when really all i have to do is get dressed go on stage take off the clothes and then leave the stage and i could make you know actual money tons and tons of money ah well it's not my calling, I guess. What is my calling? It's certainly not podcasting because I'm not making any money off of it. So, <laughs> am I wasting time? You know, it's funny. You do have that, people. If if you're not making money doing a podcast, then you're just wasting. It's a hobby. You're just having fun with it. It's just a hobby. It's just something you do, which I find insulting. And um, uh, if that's the way you feel, then f off. <laughs> I'm gonna send Mosaic after you. He's gonna rip your heart out. Yeah. Speaking of Mosaic, he does attack the gal in her dressing room and awkwardly strangles her and then gets a little boob grab in um but that's about it really for the minute it's mostly her stripping and then she gets strangled and and the strangulation is you know it's intercut with shots from the film print with uh, shots from the other source like the home video source or whatever which is a little distracting but which is fine so um i I like too that he's not just wandering the streets randomly killing he actually officially like you would have to sneak into the strip club go into the back find her room he's like hiding in her room this is very elaborate and so his brain is apparently working much better than we all thought it was going to be working soon it's going to be him just grabbing people randomly off the street but here this is an elaborate one so that's about it for these uh these five minutes here let's go on to blackenstein here we are where are we i don't know um eddie's having troubles we're about to approach a really i think fun five minutes um i'm not going to play it for you of course but listen to this blackenstein blackenstein I am tempted to play you the time here so you can see the uh, you can you can hear and enjoy 
Andy C. But I'm not going to it, nor, nor am I going to do his jokes. He does he does two jokes here, both of them pretty good. We see a lot of... Well, let me tell you what's happening here. We got... Uh, we start the first minute or so. Is yeah, they're they're interviewing the two cops. Are talking with Doctor Frank, who answers their question about the uh, um, the patients he has. He doesn't mention what happened with Eddie, of course. You know they never do. Uh, and then we see Eddie uh, outside, and first he's walking in front of clear. I think he's walking in front of Doctor Frank's place, but then he's down by that warehouse or wherever the hell it was he he was previously. And if if you watch the theatrical, he has sort of a point where he's at that warehouse. And in the home video, they just kind of seem to throw those shots in just randomly, just to show he's out walking. You know, I don't quite know how he goes from the house, Doctor Frank's house, which is up in the Hollywood Hills past this warehouse and in the Parisian room it seems like he goes via like 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 Beverly Hills to, through Pacoima to, to get where he's going or something like that I don't, I don't know how he he winds up he winds up under some bridges somewhere in Glendale or something I'm, I'm not sure where he is exactly in that warehouse but it's strange that it cuts to that but that's a very small part it it does for I don't know I I don't know why I never noticed this before. Maybe because I get so excited because you see the big sign that says Parisian Room and then Cardella de Milo or de Milo as Andy C seems to say her name and Andy C dash Art Hillary Trio. And you see out in front and you hear that thump 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 you hear heartbeat going very good heartbeat very much like a, it was funny as I was hearing the heartbeat I was thinking how many great like late 60s 70s films have that great heartbeats i was thinking of carnival of blood and the um and the end of that where the blood boom, 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 and the blood begins to spray across the screen until it fills the whole screen up except in the very top of the corner although i will have i think i just watched that no 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 i i saw that on the big screen letterbox that's out letterbox now on the on the um uh, on the blue letterbox you know the aspect or the proper aspect ratio i say letterbox i'm still talking laser disc uh language here but the, um, that has a great heartbeat and this has a great heartbeat in it boom, 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 boom. that would be a fun double feature minute by minute right the um len kurtman's uh carnival of blood and curse of the headless horseman of course carnival of blood is 10 minutes longer but uh, uh boom, 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 boom. and then it's great because you're set and you see people moving but it's all very dark and then it's great because you hear boom, 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 boom. and you see what looks like a couple and they walk off screen and then you hear like and then it cuts to inside and applause as Andy C goes up on stage or as maybe Andy C's already on stage I forget but um but it's a very weird it's a, I got it right here uh, here it is boom 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 ah oh no the guy's playing the sax they're at the end of a tune looks like I'm guessing bass, saxophone, piano, guitar, bass, electric guitar. Like I think electric bass. The guy sitting down and uh, lady, love uh, lady on drums. And I know what you're saying. Hey, damn! The Art Hillary Trio has five people. Wouldn't that be the Art Hillary Quintet? They did not have a cue. That's why they chose trio instead. They did not. If you look up on the the um not the bulletin board. If you look up on on the um marquee you will see that they did not have enough room for the word quintet, and they did not have a cue, so they put trio. This is a fact from me to you. Enjoy it. So, Art, yeah, and then, uh, uh, um, uh, 
uh, I keep saying art. Andy C goes up on stage, ah, and he tells his jokes, and he's great. He's got um, he's got very much the um, uh, the uh, the uh, the Red Fox, the the um, the the Rudy Ray Moore, the um, uh, the guy from the Super Soul Brother, whose name I'm forgetting, Wild Man Steve. I think that was it. He's got kind of that that thing, and the crowd is loving it, and they're having a great time. And of course, there's the one suspicious white guy sitting in the middle of all of it, drinking. You know, hey, there's one white guy in there, uh, and it looks like the crowd's having a great. Well, I guess I guess the drummer, she looks like she's she's a white gal, um, but it's the, the crowd's having a great time, and they're and they're laughing at the jokes, and they're good jokes. I love the three guys who are kind of like really cool looking, and they're sort of very similar suits and things, and they laugh at the same time too, and they're very very cool crowd very cool crowd very hip crowd well they gotta be seeing andy c the art hillary trio and cardella de milo yeah and cardella goes on up at the end and the uh, the trio plays for her and she sings about being alone and and how you need someone and presumably blackenstein is outside uh, about to kill somebody um there's not really much to say about this i i, I um obviously this this is much earlier in the theatrical i mean at this point in the uh, in the theatrical, we have what do we have? Less than less than ten minutes left in the theatrical. So uh, the theatrical is winding down, or is winding down as well. No, it is winding down. There's there, whereas this one still has another what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen minutes, something like that. Um, uh, but but anyways, we get to see yeah, we get to see Andy C tells his jokes. I like the one about the dog. And you never sent me this store with five dollars before. And Cardella is is singing her tunes, and I think Blackenstein is about to strike. And um, yeah, it's all fun. It's all fun. So let's let's leave Blackenstein and Frankenstein eighty as they uh, lie, lay, lie, lay, lie, lay, lie. Um, and uh, we'll be back next time covering minutes seventy one through seventy five. Getting close. Getting close to the end. The last. The final round, last 20 minutes or so, and I hope you all have been enjoying this, and um, I hope you all get a chance to uh, listen to the magic of uh, Andy C., Cardello de Milo, and the Art Hillary Trio. I brought two friends, damn it! And we don't have a cue. Oh, well. <laughs>